Thank you for joining us today for On the Road with Jesus, hosted by Rhody Fisher. As a Christian mom for over 40 years and a teacher of the Bible in public schools for 25 years, Rhody will take you on a journey with some of her friends as they share their experiences and testimonies from their walk with Christ. You'll see that you are not alone in your search for God, your victories with Him, or your failures. Welcome to On the Road with Jesus. Now, here's your host, Rhody Fisher. Good morning and welcome, listeners. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you and praise you so much for this day. We ask that you would bless our time. We're so glad that you brought us here today, and we're so glad that you're here with us. We pray that you will be glorified. Just bless our words today. Lead us and guide us. Search us, O Lord, and know our heart. Try us and know our thoughts. See if there's any wicked way about us, Lord, and lead us in the way of everlasting. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome, listeners. Today, we're going to start in Genesis 1. I kind of like this um, because I remember when I first accepted the Lord. I didn't know I was accepting him, but I was asking for prayer from a God, I didn't know who he was, and I didn't know what to call him. And so I said, God, the one that created the heavens and the earth, that God. And I just started to put my petition before him. I wanted him to help me um, to find someone to take care of my children because I was had gotten bad news and I was dying and I thought, well, I I don't want to talk to just any old God. I just didn't know what his name was, and I said, the one that created the heavens and the earth. So when I get back to Genesis 1, I always think of the beginning of my testimony and how God not just healed me of cancer um, in the fourth, third or fourth stage, but he saved me. And so when I read um, Genesis 1, I think about my prayer, but Um, Let's start in Genesis 1, and we'll read the whole chapter. It's going to take a few minutes, so um, bear with me. And I'm reading it out of the New King James this morning. So here it goes. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and the darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light, saw the light, and that it was good. And God divided the light from darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. I kind of want to point out just a couple of things The first thing is God says after he created um, the light and the dark, you know, he says after he created the light, it says says here that it was good. So God calls that good. And I kind of would like for you to listen to the amount of times the Lord uses the word good. 
And and what does good mean? What what is he meaning when he's saying um, it's good? Was he just pleased with it, or hey, you know, that's a good job I did, or or is it just calling it good? So we'll have to kind of sort that through in a minute. So let's carry on. We're on verse six. Then God said, "Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters." And let it divide the waters from the waters. Thus God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, so the evening and the morning were the second day. So on the second day he created that. He divided the waters. Verse 9, then God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one's place and let the dry land appear. And it was so, and God called the dry land earth and the gathering together of the waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. So again, here's that word good. Then God said, let the earth bring forth grass and the herb that yields seed and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on earth. And it was so. And God brought forth grass and the herb that yields seed according to its kind and the tree that yields fruit, those seed is in itself according to its kind, and God saw that it was good. So again, he used the word good. Verse 13, so the evening and the morning were the third day. Now, I I also want to point out a couple of things here where it says the trees will bear fruit of its own kind. So it'll just bring, if it's an apple tree, it'll just bring apples. And we kind of know that. But, you know, as as things have changed in, in our lifetime, they've grafted in different t- types of trees and, 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 and put different fruits together and call it something else. Like um, they might put um, an, uh, an orange with a lime together and make it a little sweeter or make it a little more sour and things like that. They, they seem to germinate other seeds together. Um, but God didn't mean it to do that. He wanted each tree to bring its own kind of fruit and each herb to bring its own kind of herb and, and not worry about grafting it or changing it. Um, you know, make it just the way it, he, he had intended So verse 14, then God said, let there be lights in the firmament of of the heavens to divide the day from the night and let there be for signs and seasons and for days and years and let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light on earth. And it was so. Then God made two great lights and the greater light to rule the day, and the lesser light 
to rule the night. He made the stars also. God set them in the firmaments of heaven to give light on earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning were the fourth day. So you can see that on the fourth day, he created the sun, the moon, and the stars, um, creating the sun to be the light for the day and the moon to be the light for the night and the stars to um, be there uh, to shine for us at night. Okay, verse 20. I did want to mention again that God said in verse 18 that it was good. So let's go to verse 20. Sorry about that. Then God said, Let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures, and let the birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of heavens. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that moves, with which waters abound according to their kind, and every winged bird according to its kind. But God saw that it was good, and God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters and the seas. Let the birds multiply on earth. So the evening and the morning were the fifth day. So here again, God says in uh, verse 21 that he saw it and it was good. But we add another word that's really interesting here and mentioned for the first time in the Bible. And God blessed them, saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let the birds multiply on earth. So the multiplication, the making of the um, the birds, the animals, um, of the um, of the air and in the ocean, he he's blessing them, and he's also saying, "Be fruitful and multiply." So I want you to think about that word "bless" or "blessing" or "blessed," um, because we casually use that word a lot. I mean, we casually use it. If somebody sneezes in the corner, you know, we don't even know them. God bless you, we shout out, right? So there's that sense of um, blessings. So, but God is blessing. So let's think about that as we finish the chapter. Then God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature according to its kind, cattle and creeping things and beasts of the earth, each according to its kind, and it was so. And God made the beast of the earth according to its kind, the cattle according to its kind, and everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. There's that word again. Verse 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness, So our likeness, meaning the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let us make make man in our own image, according to our likeness. 
Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds in the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. And there's that word, bless them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds in the air, and over everything that moves on the earth. So God is blessing again. He's using that word bless. And he's also um, saying the blessing would be be fruitful and multiply, just like he said before. And he's using the word good too. So um, let's go to verse 29. And God said, see, I have given you every herb that yields yields seed, which is on the face of the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed. To you it shall be for, for food, also to every beast of the earth, to every bird in the air, to everything that creeps on the earth, in which there is life. I have given every green herb for food, and it was so. Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed, it was very good. Now he uses the word very good. Is that different than good? I think so. But we'll talk about that in a minute. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. I'd like to kind of carry on and read Genesis 2, verse 1, 2, and 3, and then we'll finish up with this, um, and we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit. So Genesis 2, verse 1. Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished, and on the seventh day God ended his work, which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day, so he blessed the seventh day, and sanctified it. There's another word, set it apart. Because in it, he rested from all his work, which God had created and made. And I, I, I will just mention, and I won't read it, but man and woman was created um, at the, not at the same time, you know, it says that God put Adam to sleep, but on the same day, um, because I want to do go back to, um, in verse 27, so he created man in his own image, in the image of God he created him, male and female. So that's where he created both of them, not at the same time, but on the same day. So he created man first, and then we know the story, how he took a rib out of man and made Eve. Um, but I, I think, you know, wrongfully I assumed years ago when I heard that the woman was created, I, th- I thought she was created days later. But no, it, he, she was created on the same day. 
uh, just at a different time. Um, so the other thing is I really would like to talk about those two words. Um, well, let's, let's make it more than two words. So let's go with, over the word good that was used frequently during the first, and it'll be used frequently throughout the Bible. But the word good, tov in Hebrew, means being in harmony with God. Throughout Genesis, you see that Elohim, you know, is what he's known as, Elohim, God. He uses that word. He looked at what he created and said it was good. So what does that mean? It, it means that it is good. It's in harmony with, with God. He made it. He was happy with what he made. Was it perfect? Not, not sure about that, but it was just the way he wanted it to be in harmony with him. So here was this heaven and earth that he created, and as far as he was concerned, it was good. I'd like to talk about the word, this, the phrase very good, when, he, um, when he's talking about uh, the evening, the, 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 the day, the, the sixth day, when he looked at everything he created on the sixth day, um, which is, he says here, um, every beast on earth, every bird in the air that creeps will, will eat of the, the food, the green things that I've given you. And he says in, in verse 31, then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So that phrase, very good, must be better than just good. It must be a level up. So he looks over everything he created, and he says it was very good. So he's even more pleased with what he created. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking very good has got to be a notch up from good. He says everything's good. Now he's looking over everything. And he seems to be satisfied with it all. Again, good means in harmony with God. So birds are singing. They're flying in the air. They're eating the things that God has provided. And he's looking it over and thinking, wow, this is very good. And then, of course, we know that he rested on the seventh day. And um, I, I've heard many times that he didn't need to rest, that the rest that he did was to give us an idea that we need to rest. We need to take a day of rest for us. Um, but he does say something more than just rest on the seventh day. He says in verse 3 of chapter 2, then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. And sanctified, we, we know, means being set apart. So then when we accept Jesus our, as our Savior, we're sanctified because not of what we did, but because of what Christ did on the cross for us. But that sanctification is me, means that we're set apart from those that are not saved. And so the seventh day is a 
thing for us to know that he is setting apart the seventh day for him. So does it have to be Sunday? Do we have to um, spend a day of rest? Does that day of rest have to be Sunday? And do we have to um, use that as a day of sanctification and, and call that our Sabbath day? Does that have to be Sunday? I don't think so. But we do have to take that one day, set it apart for God, just like, just like he's setting apart this for us. Um, I'd like to talk about the word blessed. Well, the, first of all, the, the other thing that I found interesting was there's only one place that he says, and I didn't read the chapter, that, that go, he uses the phrase, not good. And, and, and that was where he looked at Adam and said it's not good for Adam to be alone. Not good. So here he's talking about everything being good, but not good to be alone. So he creates woman, Eve, for Adam and on that same day. So I just wanted to point that out. So not good m- means the opposite of good, right? So in harmony with God, it's not in harmony with God for man to be alone. So he created Eve. So think about that. So the, the word blessed, um, I looked it up, and it's it, there's a lot of different um, dictionaries, a lot of different meanings, but I wanted to take a couple of um, translations or, or meanings of the word blessed. It's it's to be made holy. So God is blessing those things that he created. Blessing man and woman. Blessing the cattle. He, he's, he's made a holy... Um, he's, he's blessing with his holy words um, and, and consecrated that for God. Um, it also means endowed with divine favor or protection. Um, meaning, uh, another meaning is bringing pleasure or relief um, in contrast to what the person already had or previously experienced. The Greek word for bless is makros. makros. I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that correct correctly. Uh, for your Greeks out there, but it comes, it, it's a believer is, is in an invaluable position of receiving favor from God. And, and I think that's a real good definition. It doesn't necessarily mean we're going to be rich. It, it, it could be spiritually rich, physically rich, but favor is what I want to get across, God's favor. And one of the best ways of feeling God's favor is for us to accept Jesus as our Savior. I'm going to end with that note, God's favor, being blessed. If you have not accepted Jesus as your Savior, today would be the day to invite him 
He died on the cross for you. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And that's not just me, but you too. All have sinned. And because Jesus died on the cross for you, the whole world, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That would be you and me. You can accept him with these words, follow me in this simple prayer. And you don't even have to say the simple prayer. You can say it in your own words. Just say, Lord, I invite you into my heart today to be my Lord and Savior. Cleanse me of the sins of the past, present, and future. Today, I'd like to walk with you forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you've said that simple prayer, give give us a call here. Thank you for joining us. Bye for now. Thank you for being here today for On the Road with Jesus with your host, Rhody Fisher. Every week, you'll hear experiences and testimonies from her and her friends as they share their journey with Jesus. You'll see that you're not alone in your search for God, your victories with Him, or your failures. If you have a question about today's show, email Rhody Fisher at rawfisher at ontheroadwithjesus.com. Spelled R-A-H-F-I-S-H-E-R at ontheroadwithjesus.com. Or leave a voicemail at 951-817-0094. That's 951-817-0094. On the Road with Jesus is sponsored by Global Expressions Language Project. Learn more at asquaredlamps.org. That's the letter A, squaredlamps.org. Be sure to join us each week at this same time for more On the Road with Jesus, hosted by Rody Fisher.